The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Then they came to Capernaum, and on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Yeah, it, it's a it's a great, powerful gospel passage, right? I mean, I I don't know that we we hear it. We're used to um, you know a dramatic soundtrack accompanying everything these days, and uh, I'm not providing much of that up here, you know. Uh, and the images to to do it justice as well, right? I mean, I have I have in front of me what looks like um, uh, like a medieval illumination of this particular gospel passage. And there's like a, a dragon coming out of this guy's mouth. I mean, it's like, oh, should, should have put that on display for you to, to see just how, how frightful this scene is. But um, yeah, it's, there's something powerful, right? I mean, of course, there's something powerful going on. It's Jesus, and we're seeing um, Jesus in the authority of God. Uh, we see that uh, Jesus is, um, you know, in, in bringing to life his, his kingdom of God movement, which we, we've already talked about any number of times, you know, in, in our short, say, uh, introduction to the beginning of the Gospel of Mark, uh, Jesus is on the scene in order to bring God's kingdom to life. And, uh, and that, that concept is not that foreign for us. I know, right? We, yeah, you're like, yeah, you've been at it for like eight and a half years already from this, from this pulpit, right? It has been that long, believe it or not. Um, uh, but it's not just that. It's that we pray it every time we pray the Our Father, right? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray it. We pray that every day, multiple times a day. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And when we think, you know, what are we praying when we're praying for God's kingdom to come? We, we want his, not, like I say, his right order to, um, to be achieved really everywhere on earth. Uh, when we pray it, I think that we're probably inclined to see that, you know, my heart actually is not in order. So, it, yeah, okay, great to push it out there somewhere, good to project it onto something or someone else. But really, I need help. You know, I need help to, in, in order to, um, to live under the rule of Christ Jesus and work to advance his purposes and his purposes in the world. As St. Paul says, without distraction, right, without distraction, total commitment, total allegiance, without distraction. Uh, so we're praying that, we're praying that. We're praying for his kingdom of, of holiness and justice, which actually goes beyond our imagination, right? So it's so as to say, if we can think of what it, what it means, uh, what it feels like to experience right relationship with God, and then we start to think about what it means to, to live in right relationship with others, we're starting to push in that direction at least. But like I said, it's, it's somewhat beyond our imagination. Because I could say something like, let me give it some... Um, so, some words that, that will fall short of the reality, right? 
Holiness is, is for us to live in the ecstatic uh, union of love between the, the Father and Son that we see not only displayed in the gospel, but we know by right theology, right? God is an eternal exchange of glorifying love, glor- glorifying love, right? Honor, honoring, celebrating the other in every way, at all times, right? This, this is what our relationship with God is supposed to be, right? And it very often is not, right? And I know that for, my, on a, for myself on a very personal level because every time I go to pray adoration, contrition, thanksgiving, and supplication in the morning, Recently, at least, I start with, okay, God, you are an eternal exchange of glorifying love. And I start to think, okay, well, does my life actually reflect that? Am I giving God glorifying love? As I know he's, he's so desperate for me to receive it, and even there my heart is somewhat shut off from it, right? Because that's an, that's an enlivening reality, and yet we're so used to, like, what I'd say, what I would call the habits of death. And it's just easier to go this way. It's, it's less painful. Less is expected of me and the rest, right? I'm not sure that I, I want to be summoned into this exchange of glorifying love. How can I possibly live up to that? Yeah, and, and the reality is, yeah, of course we can't. We can't uh, accept that Jesus gives us the strength to do it. Right? Jesus' spirit breathed into us. Here we feed on his body and blood, right? His spirit breathed into us. We can, we can, we get to, we get to live out, say, our place in that eternal exchange of, of glorifying love. This holiness, and ju- you know, I'm talking about the kingdom of God, by the way, <laughs> just like, because I'm likely to forget about it. So I have to say, okay, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, the kingdom of God, holiness and justice. Do we really know what our relationships with other people should look like? I think we experience the pain of, 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 the, short, of the shortfall, right? We, we experience the pain of not quite getting it right. And, and again, it's a place where, uh, where through repentance and through the, through the healing and mercy of God, we can actually start to achieve right relationship with each other. And of course, the kingdom of God pushes beyond that particular boundary, the, the personal and social boundary, into the communal and the national and the international and the rest, right? It's, it's also a matter of people's how the peoples relate to each other. And so, of course, you know, we, we know the, the, the shame and the horror of, of global conflict. It's hard for us to imagine what it would actually look like on the other side because it's not, it's not just resolution of conflict, right? It's, it's actually, again, reflecting that exchange of glorifying love. What would it look like if everybody were reflecting God's glorifying love? Yeah, it's very hard to imagine it's very hard to imagine. Um, and of course, when we start to reflect on the kingdom of God, we're like, we, we might spin out along the way and say, gee, this is just so unattainable. Except for the fact that you know, God has a renewing force that he is unleashing on the world, and that's us. So, you know, and, and our, our um, recognition of the fact that we're falling far short of the, of the goal is itself a gift of God. Right? The revelation that we're falling short, is not, that's not given to everybody. It's, it's given to us so that again, we can repent and receive the, the healing and power of, of God so that we can, we can again live to the test. Okay, so Jesus is on the scene. I'm not going to make this tremendously long. Okay, you realize like this was, that was like the prefatory remarks to the thing. I have like, 
Yeah, okay. I'm going to ask that if we don't know what we're shooting at, then, then what are we, how, how are we going to orient our efforts? And so that is, what we're, that is what we're shooting at, shooting at the kingdom of God. Jesus is on the scene in order to preach the kingdom of God, but also to affect it. So he's a prophet like Moses. Remember, Moses says there will be a prophet uh, that God will raise up, or God says to Moses, I'll raise up a prophet, and that Israel will obey him. Yeah, listen to him, but it's adire, it's a, it's a close listening that we would say is obedience. Okay, so we'll obey this prophet, and that prophet then will, will bring us into the fullness of, of life, which is, again, participation in the glorifying love, the, the glorifying exchange of love between Father, Son, and Spirit. Okay, so Jesus is on the scene in order to affect that reality, not just to preach it. He's, he's there to affect it. And, that, and we catch a look of, of, at that in this passage. Jesus not just preaching the kingdom of God, but also affecting it. Because he, ta he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. The reference here for the curious is that, you know, the, the scribes would always say, well, as it was, as it was said, and it would say, we'll go back to the Torah, we're going to go back to the, um, uh, we're going to go back to the, well, what we call the Old Testament, right? we're going to go back to the Hebrew Scriptures, and then we're going to look at, you know, how various rabbis and wise and learned, like, teaching from someone else's authority. And Jesus comes on the scene and teaches him with, teaching with his, his own authority. And they recognize that. It's quite different, of course, firstly, stylistically, but there's obviously, um, you know, a whole, lot of, a, lot, a whole lot of power to the punch that we see then not just in his, in his teaching, but in these healings, that he's performing. Now, and again, we're inclined to say, well, these are miraculous healings. I, I prefer to say these are, these are manifestations of, of the power of God, the handiwork of God, because as soon as we say miracles, we start to think of God's extraordinary intervention. Okay, this is a place where God otherwise isn't, and he jumps in and does the thing. Okay, but it's not, this is not the point. It's not, it's not the God that we worship, by the way. God is intimately involved in all human endeavor and activity. Again, his, his love is beyond our, our imagining. He, you know, he, he's here. He's in the mix all, all the time. So it's not this kind of intervention from without, from outside. He's always acting from, from within. And here, of course, in a very special way, in Jesus. Yeah, but as he affects these, this, the cures of the kingdom, as he, as he brings God's healing mercy to life for, for the downtrodden, for the downcast, the, the down and out, the ne'er-do-wells, the people on the margins, all the, as soon as... As he, as he does that, he's creating that force that not only they called to renewal, but themselves are part and parcel of the renewal movement so that they're then meant to bring healing and restoration and, and strength to all and sundry. Right? They're supposed to spread the healing mercy of God uh, far and wide. Okay, so I, I would just want to say, this, this is us, okay? So... I know, you know, I have the picture of the guy with the demon coming out of his mouth. It's not, very, it's not very nice, okay? But that's us, okay? We have to get over it. We have to allow Jesus to perform this exorcism on us. You know, we have, we have to be also liberated from the dark powers, the ones that we have let in and also, you know, the ones that we have not cooperated but are still kind of hanging out around us. We have to allow Jesus to affect the healing that we need. And it's, he, it's healing, can I say that, you know, sometimes we're aware of like what's going, what's going wrong and what needs to be done about it, but sometimes we, we don't know what's going on and don't know what's to be done about it. And we have to come to Jesus for both. We need to come to him for, for, the, for the healing, uh, 
uh, and, and the, the wholeness-bringing work that He wants to accomplish in us. And we ought not be afraid when we do. Right? He's on the scene in order to affect this reality, to free us from our enslavement to the dark powers, but to free us for the glorification of God and, and to set us free for our task to bring flourishing to, to His entire creation as, as we bring His healing and merciful and loving rule to life. Just one, just one little... Um, one little thing that I like in this passage. I'm going to, so I, I want to offer it to you, and we'll, we'll finish with that. Okay. Here, the demon, okay? What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? He knows, yeah? Which is interesting, right? The dark powers know more even than the people. Okay, so there's something very powerful here. I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Okay, now, Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet come out of him. Okay? So look, here in, in, in the very beginning, this is the, we're in the first chapter. There's so much happens in the Gospel of Mark very quickly. We're in the first chapter of the Gospel of Mark. You know, I'm out of breath just thinking about it, yeah? And here he is, right? Here already you have testimony that Jesus is the Holy One of God, right? The dark powers are giving this testimony well in advance of anybody else. And what does Jesus say? He does say, hey, look, everybody around here, listen, that guy knows, you know? Listen to that dark, listen to that demon. He, he knows who I am, so get on board. No, he doesn't. He says quiet. Because he won't take that testimony. And quite honestly, he doesn't need it. And it, only, it would only obscure, right, what it is he's doing. So he's come to defeat, to roll back the force, the, those dark forces, to, to put them in their place and uh, to free us from them. And his work from beginning to end is, is good, and the testimony that is given to him and his work and the coming of the kingdom of God is in goodness, that goodness and beauty and truth. Yeah, so, so we're going to go after him with, with everything we've got, you know, being freed by him, we can follow him in faith, no matter the cost, no matter what's coming at us. Uh, we have the strength and courage, you know, in his spirit, in our share in his own blessed life. We have, we have everything we need to follow him in faith in all things. And that's what we do, right? So he has renewed us. He's energizing us, strengthening us, sending us to the place of the world's needs so that we can bring his, his love and mercy to life. And he's going with us all the while. The result is beautiful testimony, right? The testimony of lives given over to him that are not only flourishing in the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, and the rest, but also bringing real, uh, you know, full human being flourishing to all of God's good creation.